everybody, it's Brian popping in at the top of the show once again to ask that you please consider donating to RIYL. If you've been listening for a little while and you like what we do, uh, even even a dollar a month will help us out greatly. Uh, for those of you who, who know me personally, you know that I was uh, laid off from my job in publishing um, Oof, gosh, about a month and a half, maybe almost two months ago. Now at this point, um, tax time just rolled around. I did those. I I I paid the government so much money. Um, so uh, if if you do like the program, if you do want us to continue doing what we're doing, uh, please go over to our, our Tumblr site and find the address for our Patreon. And, and please uh, please consider tossing a, a little money our way. You know it's. Uh, we're not running ads on the program right now. Hosting costs quite a bit of money. Uh, it, it costs us some money to pay for our wonderful editor, Brian. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, think about it. It's all ask. In the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with one of my all-time favorites, Adam Green. club and the sound guy hands you a different mic sometimes it can be really fun you get to be like a different guy for that night yeah you know like for example like uh you know they call like an sm57 that like really flat mic or something and like all of a sudden i'm singing to that i feel like i'm in like a punk band yeah (laughs) it's funny like i remember you know i remember because we were you know we were listening to like you know like everybody else was listening to the moldy pages of college and then like all of a sudden you well, not the next album, but the album after that. It's like, oh, he's 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 a lounge singer now. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like the Moldy Peaches was when I was on tour with Moldy Peaches. Like, uh, you know, I was nineteen, twenty. Uh, I think in the final throes of it, I was twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on the last tour, yeah, I remember turning twenty-one in like Bavaria, uh, which is funny because I because I, I could yeah, but, no, but you know the oh yeah, that, you could have been sixteen. Yeah, I could have been sixteen. Yeah, so. yeah that's funny. Um, Still, but, though, but you it's know a good what, place to get shit. When based. I think about how young I was, uh, re- was touring with the Moldy Peaches, yeah. like you know, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really surprised people weren't just like you know, where, where are your parents? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because uh, uh, you know, it must have looked really, really uh, weird. Yeah, was it? It was just it was just the the two of you touring around. No, I, we had it built into a band of yeah. six people by that point. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we had um, you know, we were in the. Uh, like uh, I, I mean, I still do stuff with a lot of them, like Jack Dishel, for example, uh, who plays the guitar player. Like we we worked on Aladdin together. He plays two of the main characters, the Sultan and Uncle Gary, um, and and he was also in the Wrong Ferrari with me. And I played, you know, he's been yeah. I, I've just been working with him for a long time. And uh, Toby Goodshank, who I was in the Multi Peaches with, he's the prop master yeah. on on the Aladdin movie. He's he's like actually probably the one that built the most props of did, anyone. Did everybody have, like, everybody also kind of want to do a movie on the side? Everybody had an interest there? Or were you well, recruiting people sort of outside of their comfort zone? Uh, I think with uh, with Jack, he's, like, really, uh, like, an actor. Actor, yeah. you know, he's, like, he's crazy, you know. Um, when you're on tour with somebody in a van, you can just hear them do voices all day. It's, like, a way to keep each other sane. Yeah. And Jack did the best voices, you know, and he had, like... If you asked him why he said this or that line, he'd have like a million reasons. You know, he'd be like, "Oh, because you know, he this guy went to World War II, You know, yeah. like he, backstory. <laughs> he has yeah. backstory. Yeah. You know, and that's like what I get. You know, an actor has you. Yeah. I, in a way, I learned about 
how to you know not how to act because i never really learned but yeah. i learned you know but um i learned about how actors think from from just you know observing him how when when did you start really getting into the the filmmaking side of things when did you decide you start, wanted to kind of go out and make your own stuff uh well i mean i i, I honestly just had uh you know just it's not that i like you know, i had a picture of myself making movies i think a lot of people have a picture sure. You know, like when yeah. you're a kid and you're like, okay, you know, could be a princess and like I could have, um, I don't know, I could Wait, hand But you're like, or, I want to be, I want to be, I want to make movies. I want to be a rock star. And you got to be both of those things. <laughs> well, you know, it's, well, you, you know, it's like a, a lot of it's just about t- picturing something in yeah. your head and then making that thing a reality yeah. in the outside world. And I, I think like, um, for me, I, I never really like thought of anything as like kind of being like an authentic something you know like i never was like when i was like going around tours being like i'm a rock singer i never was like oh i'm like the real deal you know i'm just i just like in my mind thought you know like i'm just like doing a thought experiment you know it takes the pressure off right when you when you 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 know when you're like you're going out there and people are seeing your stuff so i mean that's that's success right yeah in in a way you know if anything i think that the characteristic that united those things is i just have like a really romantic like attitude towards like life or at least like my own attitude towards my own life or something so i was just i've always been like kind of really really into like gambling with it and being like i'm gonna you know just like if i want like you know and i have like a lot of feelings of like really wanting something to be a certain way you know so i'm yeah. just like okay well if i really want you know like the you know as you were saying about being a crooner or something i was like i really want to make like really like romantic like like almost like uh you know uh like show music and yeah. you know, i'm gonna really go for it because i think it's beautiful you know and i i just have to it has to be that way and so you know everything that's like telling you don't do that that's retarded and you're like no like it has to be that way you know and then yeah. and then yeah. you know it's just about romanticizing it that much that that you feel like that that you know, for example, you know, it, it's like a, a line. Um, I think I heard that the, you know the mask becomes a face, and you know I, I think that that's true. You know, mm. if you just try yeah. to do it long enough, and then all of a sudden, it's like you can't even. It's not you're not even faking it. You know, it's just it's just what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, but you know, even even so, like uh, some a lot of things have to fall in place. I mean, like here, you know, you've built up. I assume like a group, a group of friends who like are helping you behind the scenes and also like, sure. We, I was looking, you know, the cast is crazy on this thing and then, yeah. and then Kickstarter comes along. And right. You find, you've got a way to actually like finance it. Cause it would have been okay, like yeah. five, five, 10 years ago. It would have been crazy to say like, Oh, I'm going to make a 80 minute film. Uh, an Aladdin movie out yeah. of paper mache. Well, I, yeah. I think that was kind of the idea is that, uh, you know, first of all, I'm not coming at these people. Like I'm a director and yeah. I really want to make, a really popular movie and it, you know I'm like and you know I would love to enlist your talents yeah. you know I'm working for this company like it was like the opposite of that it was just like you know somebody like let's say Natasha Leone like I've known yeah. her since I started to like sneak into clubs when I was like 17 years old or something yeah. you know so I remember her from being a little kid in New York you know what I mean yeah. and I've I've kept in touch with her throughout her life so she's like knows where I'm at she knows that like I she want to make this she's movie. Getting she, yeah, she's like, oh, he wants to make this movie. She yeah. like, she, you know what I mean? It's different for her. Yeah. So it's not like a surprise, you know. And then as far as Alia Shawkat or, uh, you know, Harmar Superstar, or like Jack, who I was in the Moldy Peaches with, or a lot of these people, you know, let's say are musicians. I was on tour yeah. with, and you meet like a lot of people on tour. For example, um, Andrew from MGMT is in the movie. He's the guardian of the lamp. He like, he's um, you know. Uh, He's the arbiter of who yeah. gets the lamp. He, he, I met him on tour in Australia. You know, like I was actually camping out under a koala bear, 
Uh, Under a koala bear? Yeah, like they make you camp out at this festival called Meredith. Uh-huh. And um, so I was like camped out under a koala bear. And uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> under a koala well, bear, it was raining, uh-huh. and, and you see, like in in the tree was a koala. Okay, and, it, and the koala was in yeah. the rain, so it was like not going uh, anywhere or yeah. something. It looked like pretty frustrated. It was kind of like a little Ewok up there. The koala was your umbrella, was exactly. Well, the koala, yeah, he was just he was up there, yeah. and you know, and obviously because it's my first time in Australia, sure. it caught it caught my sure. imagination. Yeah, and in the middle of the night, I woke up and I heard rustling outside. And uh, I needed to take a leak. So I go out. This is like right when I first got an, an iPhone. So I'm taking a piss and I'm hearing this sound. And it's coming from like kind of like a little kind of encampment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's a koala. And, uh, you know, I don't know why I thought it was a koala. I was probably drunk. I'm just going and I'm peeing. And I have my phone in my other hand. And I'm like peeing as I'm walking with my phone. Oh. And I'm trying to take a picture of a koala bear. And I got up to this tree, and it was not a koala bear. It was the freaking ugliest, craziest-looking animal I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it was insane. And it was just like, Rah! and it ran right up the tree. I have no idea what kind of animal it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so you're, 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 like, going through your life, and you're, like, meeting people, and obviously, like, I mean, at what point, at what point is it sort of the germ start, and you start kind of, like, are, are you assembling a cast? Are you are you kind of writing oh, around okay. a movie around certain actors? Um, yeah. Well, I think like, um, okay. The, I definitely had just for whatever reason gotten into my head that I had to make an Aladdin movie. Okay. <laughs> you Were know, you know, a fan of the the Disney movie? Yeah, 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 I was, and you know, and also like my parents used to read me an Aladdin yeah. story when I was going to bed, so I had a version, and actually, it was kind of different. Um, and so I remember when I watched the Disney one being like, oh, this is weird. It's kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of different. Yeah. Uh, I think in the one that I had read, he got unlimited wishes. The Disney one was three. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, because you're like, wait, we just watched the, the upcoming trailer and you, you burn him through wishes in that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a different story. It's a totally well, different story when you have unlimited wishes, it, right? It, yeah. In, in, in my Aladdin, the lamp is a 3D printer. Yeah. So it, it As, sort of yeah. enable, it, it enables yeah. you to print out like unlimited crap yeah. and um, I mean in, in a way the premise of it or what inspired me was the idea that if you took a 3D printer yeah. and then you hook up the 3D printer to the internet and you press go then it just ends up printing out like an unlimited version of everything that is like every kind of garbage that anyone could imagine and uh, I, I guess I was, in a way I was like inspired by the idea that Aladdin is like a materialist like fairy tale yeah. you know and that's sort of the premise that excites people about it it kind of is but isn't but isn't the moral of the story that like that's not the important thing that the shit mm. that he's making isn't the important thing at the end of the yeah day? yeah 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 that's a good point so you know so in a way like uh i was kind of looking at the themes yeah of it and sort of you know saying how would i see it through like a modern eyes and uh you know and, and so i did come up with this 3d printer idea and i kind of then ended up figuring out that I would prefer the princess to be like a more of a Kardashian type person, uh, and uh, you know, and so then I ended up casting Bip Ling in it, who's a real life uh, kind of she's a, like an actress and a model and almost like a socialite and a musician, huh. and she really is living like a crazy life. She's like very yeah. like kind of like lives like a wild 
like decadent so it was, like it was nightlife. Tight, it was She's always getting like you know her picture taken, yeah. and making like her, her and her videos are incredible. Like if you watch her music video online, hmm. uh, bipping, it's like amazing. Yeah, and so you know I just knew like bip has to be it, and I, I knew her from. From, from, you know, just from being out. But she's like a socialite, but she's also the kind of person that you can say, like, I'm making a Kickstarter paper mache movie and I want you to be in it. Well, you know, again, like, I, it's the kind of thing where, you know, she um, she wanted to be in it, yeah. you know, like, and, and uh, I think that, you know, I think you just when you go through life, you know, you just feel like certain connections with different people. And like with her, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, you know, she's like wants to be part of my life. And like, yeah. you know, like we have a thing. So. You know, we just like connected, and so she's the princess in Aladdin. Yeah, I'm she, lo- and she looks. She looks like the princess in Aladdin. You know, yeah. and like, um, I think like, uh, let me think. Uh, oh, you know, but just, uh, I think that that's kind of what it is. Is it's um, a community project. You know, it's like a bunch of people. Yeah. That for the summer are congregating in like a warehouse, and you know, no one like really got paid to do the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, you know, and everyone's basically just doing it because it's like the opportunity is to act inside of a real life cartoon yeah. for the summer and that's was was funny to people well we i you know i was i, I was talking about gary panter we were talking about Wee's playhouse earlier and that's like the first thing i mean you know you you'd mentioned like you know in the in the i don't know marketing's the right word but as you're trying to sort of like distill it to people that you were that like michelle gondry was was mm-hmm. was kind of a touchstone for people but but i like the Kind of like, I mean, that, isn't that kind of like the ultimate fantasy? Is like making your own PV's playhouse. Yeah, of course. Just like yeah, living in it for a summer. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think like ever since I you know saw PV's playhouse, yeah. I certainly wanted to, you know, to be inside of it. Yeah. And um, you know, when I mean, there was a show on Nickelodeon where you could go into your own video game. Um, that was big. And you know, also I think about video games a lot from that side, sort of like side perspective. Yeah. You know, like kind of being an icon. You know, like kind of like Mario side scrolling. And then, you know, when you think about it, you're like, wow, you know, it would have to be a pretty big room to make that happen. You know, so it's kind of fun to the idea of kind of trying to make a a warehouse situation where where, you know, I could really it could look like a big painted world. How how big was the set? Well, uh, there's a lot of different sets in there. Yeah, there's 30 sets and there's there's a there's just 30, 30 rooms and there's 500 um 500 props so it's a lot um uh i think that at the biggest it's 24 feet by um by 16 feet so it was not like enormous um you know you have to use like tricks to make it look bigger um angles but um also we did this weird thing where we made the whole set made out of these tiny little i mean i wouldn't say tiny but they're like four foot by four foot cardboard tiles that are like tiled to the wall so you can actually remove them. They're like kind of in a grid. Take them out. Then you just like put them in a like a little catalog of cardboard tiles. Yeah. And then you can like take the other room, put that up. So it's kind of a lot of the movie is shot in the same space that's just sort of retiled. But you've got to, I mean, you've got to, it's got to be somewhat scripted, right? If you're going to oh, yeah. take a, a set and, and move it and move on to the next set. Yeah, the movie was really scripted. Really? I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, uh, well, that was one thing is, I mean, I remember, especially like Macaulay Culkin, for example, who I'm really, you know, uh, really close with. And yeah. we have an art collective together, like yeah. we, with Toby Goodshank. And we like, you know, we, we painted his house. And uh, one thing he said is like, you got to write this one out, man. Yeah. Like I'm a real fucking. <laughs> yeah. He's actor, like, dude. he's like, he's like, I'll do it. No. Just, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta write it like, out. I don't want to be here in six months. Just like, you know, fucking yeah. around. Yeah. So, so, you know, so, so I, I wrote the script and I, I needed to do that for, 
for the actors yeah. I mean, for Natasha you know Natasha had a, a couple of days to shoot I mean Natasha was getting nominated yeah, yeah. for an Emmy she's while, got the uh, she was, orange is a new black yeah she yeah. was she was being nominated for an Emmy while we yeah. were filming this <laughs> so it was like uh, but it was so yeah so it was I definitely felt like uh, you know and, and uh, whatever for everyone you know as, and, and Alia as well I just wanted sure. everyone to be uh, you know to like know what they were saying but you also but, but it wasn't know, it wasn't just that it was just yeah. because I had to plan out the movie and yeah, like and, and, um, and you know you like the you know what was what was the budget what, what was the Kickstarter uh, budget well here's the thing about the budget like, <laughs> well, dude I mean you know the budget of the movie was uh, well the, kick, the, 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 ki- the Kickstarter raised $50,000 okay. um, now I'd was prepared to try to make the movie for that. Um, I found a warehouse in Red Hook, um, and it was about six thousand square feet. Uh-huh. You know, and it, it costs uh, something like like that amount a month. So basically, you can see like the space would as the as we the we did yeah we did four yeah. months uh, build you know, yeah. you know to build the movie uh, and. Um, yeah, the four months and then the shoot of the movie was like a month and a half. So, so we were running laps around the budget. I mean, yeah. you know, because it, it, originally it started out as um, me in a room with one intern who is this uh, awesome dude named Wilson who like he helped me make the Kickstarter video. So we started out first day and actually we started out in the uh, in the studio of Dustin Yellen, who's an artist who lives in Red Hook, uh-huh. uh, an incredible uh, dude. And uh, he's a. Uh, makes these amazing like glass uh sculptures and his warehouse is like a disneyland um and also he runs uh or started the space yeah. pioneer works which is a, an amazing place for a community of artists in red hook and i don't know i, I could say a lot about dustin yellen he's like a whole institution yeah. and he's amazing but we'll get him on he, the show we'll talk he ended up um he ended up like being so nice and letting yeah. me uh work in his studio okay so he like yeah. because i didn't have a space yet which and I ended up moving so across the, setup the street. So was in there. So originally, like he said, the, he, there yeah. was a little platform. Yeah. I totally ruined it with all the glue. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me this little space, and uh, so me and Wilson started. We made like six lamps or something like that. Like we made uh, some laptop computers. I had like a list of all the things we needed. But I like like you like you start you started with the lamp. I mean that's 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 kind of well, beautiful, yeah. right? Well, I, mean, I needed to do that. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I just kind of like a lot of it was more about. Making them original, like initial and most emotional investment myself to yeah. myself to make sure that I followed through with it. Like once you, you know, so it's kind of like it's, exactly. It's kind of yeah. like all this stuff is kind of like making it so that like you're making something that you can't withdraw. Yeah, you know, it's like well, that's what the Kickstarter does, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like once once you've launched that, you can't. You yeah, can't that's how, that's how I think about it. I yeah. Mean, so what, 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 at what point in the process do you sit down? I mean, it sounds like pretty early on you guys sat down, started the Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. So basically, so you know, so we, so we, so we basically did this. We had, we were in, the, we were in this uh, space. We made a few lamps. Um, then uh, the next day, we like made, you know, uh, we started to make the the, thro- the throne of the sultan, which is this like cool yellow like kind of big bird throne. Yeah. And uh, we started to make uh, like a chainsaw. We had like the whole room filled up really fast. It, it you couldn't walk in the little space. So then that's when we we switched locations. And uh, I started to get more and more people to help. We sent out, like, on the internet an announcement. Does anyone want to help with this movie? Uh, and we got a lot of response. Yeah. And um, people were of varying skill levels. Like, some people were, for reals, they had worked in the art department of an independent movie. Hmm. Some people were, they had, like, gone to, um, a, uh, to, to film school. 
Is it almost you know, is it almost a detriment when you've got that level of skill and you're kind of making no, something it's supposed because it's supposed not. to look amateurish in yeah. a way, right? Yeah. Well, the truth is that um, yeah that, that that it was enormously helpful yeah. that we had people that had done this before and they got but they um, got it they got what you were they were completely down yeah. with this idea. Um, the thing about paper mache is once you're committed to making a movie out of paper mache, you're not like exactly like you know talking about how to make it look super professional. <laughs> You know, so everyone knew that that's what yeah. we were doing. So, yeah, people were totally down, like, to to make it look this certain way. And I had drawn storyboards that, like, you know, you could see how it, how it looked. Um, and um, let me think. Okay, so then, uh, yeah, so basically we had a um, – uh, Oh shit! I got derailed. What was I even talking about? Well, I it's, uh, so like I'm so you know we're 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 kind of talking about I, I guess I guess you know what's interesting to me is like what is what is the actual point of no return for you? Uh, well, I mean certainly getting a warehouse. Or, yeah. I mean you know honestly I'm the kind of person that I think yeah just saying that I'm going to make it to that level is because I could see no I could see me I could see like most people just saying yeah I'm going to make a movie man I'm going to get all my friends to star in a movie and then it just sort of floats around for a while yeah what, what was the... i don't know my brain i try to like really actually calculate how long it would take and you know in my own mind i thought it was going to take a year yeah now it ended up taking three or four years to make this movie so what was uh, how much of from from you like you getting the initial idea to you actually like getting up and running how long was that part well the funny thing is also because like i'm just you know whatever kind of lived like somewhat of a like a you know i've been on tour since i was 19 yeah. and you know i've been signed to like different labels and you know, it just had a kind of like, I don't know, I want to say like almost spoiled because I have like a publicist or, you know, whatever you want to call it, manager. Sure. Helpers. So you have like all these people yeah. and, and then, you know, as the Aladdin project like goes on and on, I really felt like, man, I don't really have that anymore. I don't, you know, uh, me and, it was me, me and my wife, uh, Yasmin, uh, she, she was really producing it. Yeah. And it became kind of like, man, I don't really ha- get to feel like that cool about this anymore. You know, I'm the one that's making all these, like, the phone calls and, you know, it's... Well, it's yeah, made- she was like, she was like, when, when we were setting up the interview, like, she was like help the conduit. Like, she was helping out. Like, she seems to be kind of almost doing PR for you at this point. Yeah, you know, you, me and Yaz work together yeah. as a team, you know, and she's, uh, but she, um, and she's like a total genius. I mean, you know, Yaz is, uh, she, she uh, you know, heads the think tank of Google Ideas. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, one of the most interesting uh, yeah. think tanks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's... Uh, overqualified to, to really to do this um but and I, would, she, and I would think kind of busy on the side too. she's really busy plus we have a kid so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually the funniest thing is this again as i said the transition of this is yeah. i go into this project as somebody who's just turned 30 and i come out of it now i'm 34 yeah i have a kid yeah. i have a 15 year old daughter i'm 15 year old yeah 15 year <laughs> month old daughter it's, it took a lot longer i have yeah. a 15 year old i'm that old yeah. no so yeah so it's majorly different yeah. you know and, and also as i said like i just really don't feel very cool anymore like i really I, yeah. I i used to feel cooler because i just had more shit being done for me but i i you know it just it's like you really just eat it you know as a, in this movie you'll see aladdin eats like a shit sandwich and you have to eat a shit sandwich when you go through yeah. this experience you know because you're just it's like it's, it's 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 really it's it's just it's like unbelievably humiliating to feel so you know freaked out about going broke yeah. paying for a movie you know at, at some point it's like just bankrolling my own movie um you know and for what it's for this crazy art film that I want to make yeah. you know so it may or may not come out yeah, yeah. so so it, so I I definitely feel like you come out at the end, other end as like a a funny version of an adult you know <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean that's interesting because because you know it's especially for like a while there it seemed like you were making an album like every like like year or so. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean it was well, you know I. I, I I did make an album for for the Aladdin movie. Yeah, and I made it. I wanted to but make I just an album from the standpoint of like oh. of, of you investing yourself in a oh, project sure. that yeah. took four years versus. That's like, the thing is, I think in my twenties, like I could take maybe like a year and think of it as like yeah. I'm going to make an album. I'm going to do a tour. It's going to take a year. I could do like these year decisions. Um, and maybe like now in my thirties, I could make longer ones. You know, for example, stepping into a tunnel and coming out of it three or four years later, it's like kind of like almost like an unthinkable prison sentence you know well i mean you know if you don't if you don't enjoy what you're doing but it yeah. sounds like this is a pretty enjoyable process for mm. the most part well i mean it, it was it's definitely like was the you know one of the most interesting things yeah. i ever did in my life and um i'm really proud of it i mean i i feel like we finally got to a version of the movie that i was satisfied with and uh, it took a long time yeah you know um uh, originally, like I think the movie was a two-hour movie, and we kept on like editing it over a course of a year. Now it's an eighty-two-minute movie, yeah. um, which is great. You know, I'm, you know, it's uh, you just watched it like one million times. Did Did you feel like what, like? And, and also, we had and I wor- worked with two editors, to, yeah. you know, during that course of that time. I mean, that that's a that's a tough process too. I mean, you know, when when you're like putting an album together, are you, you know, are do you just like get like you know 10 12 songs together put the album out or is that also like a pretty hefty editing process too uh well no no and, and do we make an album it's like uh you know people are just like you know oh we should try something cool like yeah. let's like bang on a bucket instead of have a drum you know let's uh you know what what if the bass is a tuba but it's not you like know? the painstaking process of like i have 40 songs written and let's like whittle this down to 10 i think i i never was really that kind of thing like i mean yeah. i'd have a couple extra songs i, I never really yeah. I never I I'd, I'd always write some songs and it would become the album. I mean, you know, sometimes I would sit there with like a producer and we'd say like we're going to get rid of this verse. We're going to Yeah. we're going to do something cool on this song. Like I mean, you know what I mean, whatever it was. You but know. The hardest but the, I mean like they say But but, like, but you know, we yeah. I, you don't sit when you make an album, you don't sit in a room with like yeah. five people and they have a notepad and they tell you like the second song is too slow, the third song is, you know, not catchy enough like when you make a movie, you have the input. It's just collaborative by nature. You know, you have the actors, you have people who you know, you know, every, people who uh, are producers, people, everyone, a lot of people watch the movie and they tell you what they think. And um, usually they don't want to tell you anything bad. They just have to because there's all this bad stuff. Um, you know, OK, and another yeah. thing about it I was going to say is that when you watch a movie, you judge it by like its worst uh Sure. moment sure. you judge it by its weakest performance yeah. its worst moment in an album you know you you, the, if the, the fourth song is a bad yeah. song yeah, you forgive yeah. it you're like oh i love that album except that one song yeah, whatever i don't skip care through it. you can't yeah. do that in a movie you don't yeah. do that in a movie and, yeah. it, and you know yeah it needs to be a, a whole piece so. yeah it, but the, i mean the, the, you know the thing about the, the the editing process is you know especially so you you cut it not quite in half but you cut out a sizable chunk of it and there must yeah. have been things that you pulled out that were heartbreaking oh my god yeah dude for me i I mean i wrote this thing as like i thought it was like a poem you know i thought i mean yeah this is my perfect my approach to 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 writing the lines is like as a songwriter you know i have like a lot of different lines um you know i like to um take uh pieces of paper you know like scraps of index cards and stuff i put them on the floor i look at them i have a collection of you know tons of lines that i want to be in something you know it's almost like the burroughs approach right yeah you, you know well, out. exactly yeah, yeah I, just, I just end up i end up like what i like to do about the floor is just yeah. i get to look at let's say 40 different lines i start seeing connections and i started to look at the lines 
as I was figuring out like what the movie is about. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. These are Sultan lines. These are princess lines. These are Aladdin lines. And I oh, started. Wait, you wrote the dialogue and it wasn't assigned to somebody? Is that what you're saying? Dude, I sometimes I just type yeah. for my a lot of my method is I usually let's say I'll I'll take my phone, turn it off, I'll type for like two hours, yeah, just with no rules, you know, I'll just type things. Um, I, I just kind of hear like a constant stream of yeah. just like stuff talking in my head, and I'll just type it, and then um, basically from that, I take things that I like, I write it on paper. Then usually yeah. it goes into, you know, I can show you for example. Uh, I don't want to show you right now. Yeah. But um uh but you know for example in that lunchbox right uh-huh. there uh-huh. that's the script to the wrong Ferrari. That's uh it's all just a bunch of index cards. Huh. But it's I mean, you know, like, you know, a song a song or like a poem I I can sort of see you like taking things and seeing how they fit together, but it's 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 it, it seems like a different process to just have like this is a piece of dialogue, this is mm-hmm. going to end up there. I have no idea who's going to say it. Like clearly it has, or I mean, does well, it? You know, but, have, but you know, well, you know does but it have reason, a connection to the Aladdin story? Definitely. Yeah. Well, the well, the reason why I, I have faith in it is the thing is like I, I'm kind of like establishing like a, a kind of like abstract mission for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm basically saying, okay, I'm, you know, going to take myself on a uh, psychic journey through the Aladdin myth. Okay. You know, um, it's like going to be a year therapy session with myself. Yeah. I'm going to go into this typewriter, whatever. Go for it. Do you sit so, down? Do you watch the movie? Do you read the book again? Do you like read? Well, I did actually. I, I started out by reading the Arabian Nights version, which is really old. It's very yeah. old. I, it's like it's like Old Testament old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, very boring. Okay. Um, I actually wrote down a bunch of lines from it. I tried to use as many lines from it in the movie as I could. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that when I look back at it, there's maybe like ten lines from the original Arabian Nights that are still in. The current yeah. cut of the movie, okay. um, so so that's that's one of the first. Steps. But you know, he, this is an example. Okay, like I started to think um, that there was a commonality in the way that um, that like the wizard takes Aladdin to the top of the mountain, sacrificing him to the cave, as in the Old Testament, um, you know, uh, Abraham, Abraham takes Isaac, Isaac. Yeah, yeah. and does it. And yeah. I believe that both times, right before they go in the cave, I think in both stories they'd first say like, "Gather some wood, I'm going to build a fire." Interesting. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So this is it. You know, you got to go yeah. up the thing. Yeah. You know, you got to gather some wood. Like, this is part of the story. You know, like, yeah. this, I'm not changing this. Yeah. You know, and so actually, we actually filmed it in the Swiss Alps. You, oh, you filmed the cave scene in the Swiss Dude, Alps? Yeah. Well, how does, and, and that and that fits in with the... Uh, well, it was this really funny idea is because, okay, because there's the, these co-producers um, that we had from Switzerland. Um these guys really i feel like they were like we can we can do this mountain scene in switzerland and so i'm just what you're talking about like but we're talking about like fifty thousand dollar budgets and it's like oh yeah no but we're gonna film this one scene in the swiss alps yeah i know i totally agree with you but the <laughs> thing is you know these guys were paying for it yeah yeah no <laughs> and like you know so so we found yeah um like uh I, you know, the mountain scene made sense because it's just yeah. me um, and Uncle Gary going to the top of the okay. mountain, so it's 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 like low on actors. Yeah. But we had to build all these props in Switzerland, including the cave, including um, all these you know other things that are involved in the mountain scene. So I was like, actually, they got me a studio that was 
on this street called the Langstrasse, which is like the like the the hooker street of Zurich. And like as we're building all these props, like hookers are like looking in through the storefront. Like, what are these guys doing? You know, like yeah, it, it was like a whole spectacle. Huh. Okay. So. <laughs> So is that that's so, the one so, so on then, location? So then we actually yeah. so so in the movie, you know, he says like, let's go take a hike in the mountains. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we're in the Swiss Alps. Then we go to the top of the Swiss Alps, get in that cave. Yeah. Now we're back in the warehouse. <laughs> that's and, it. Yeah. So okay. So okay. So I I'm so so you decide you're gonna make you're, you decide you're gonna make yeah. this Aladdin movie. You kind of go. You do a little research. Um, you sit down. You close the blinds. You just oh yeah okay type. yeah so basically okay yeah. so 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 I end up typing a lot of stuff kind of free free association yeah. and what I find when I do like a kind of a focused version of free association or whatever you want to call it is that my brain um, is all the characters so like I think they're all parts of me I think like I'm able to sure. write from different parts of myself I, I make myself into the different characters and then I type lines and then. Later, I figure out who exactly was saying them. Um, yeah. And then um, the thing is, I honestly think over the course of a year, I work out the myth. I mean, I work out a conclusion that's like as acceptable as the end of a therapy or something. What was like what what was the skeletal structure of the story before you really sat down and wrote it? I mean, you knew that there were certain things. Oh, you, you, had to you, hit. Know, oh you know, I was going to say is, is as if the characters. Yeah. It's as if the characters are like a m- clockwork. In a mechanism that's kind of like similar to the amorphous like ego super ego id idea, All part of the same, you know. Because I, I really yeah. see that a lot, you know. I see that yeah. in myself. Yeah. I feel like I live life, and I feel like there's like three alternating cameras that are always switching the way I'm seeing life. Like, yeah. and, and it actually it feel like I actually I feel like you know, like you know I feel bad about something, and then all of a sudden I actually feel like my id like shoots a little freaking ego juice into sure. like my super ego's butt or something yeah. you know and it's yeah. like oh give a little bit of jolt to your you know yeah uh ego you know or i don't know how to i i, I feel like when i see art by like uh even people like just like a, like miro or something you know where, where there's sort of these amorphous clusters of yeah like you know what do you want to call it they kind of look like cellular stuff yeah, yeah but i feel like those are sort of like that they're kind of like i feel like people are like landscapes you know and that 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 kind of art is like an illustration of their soul. Yeah, I mean that's how you work through problems in life, right? Is you, <laughs> yeah, the different sides of your brain sort of deal with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I and mean, this has been this is something I've always been really bad at is like really like shutting off the distractions. Is like did you have to work toward that in your life, or have you always well, been able to do that? Well, yeah. I mean, well, there's a few different reasons. And obviously you have more distractions now. You've got a kid. Sure, yeah. Well, I, I definitely do the – like when I when I write, I use airplane mode. Mm. So yeah. I just don't like let the phone go off. I mean sometimes they'll even try to trick you, but airplane mode is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and um, – But yeah. but even – I mean, you know, there's obvious distractions of like, like, like Twitter and stuff, but then there's just the – you know wanting to get up and walk away and like you know deal with like 10 other things or like i you know i like clean my apartment and right right trying to write something um, well i mean how did you get disciplined around spending two hours just uh well i mean typing? i don't know so, i mean sometimes honestly i get kind of stoned yeah and it, okay if i get stoned yeah. i'll just sit there and write yeah um right. yeah. sometimes i will just um like uh i don't know i'll just I think I just tell myself, you know, you got to do this, man, because it's like, uh, 
you know, it's like that kind of fishing for ideas thing. You know, the, you have uh, to, the weed definitely must affect the, the creative process, right? It's got well, to. for me, like you know, weed makes me kind of feel sort of like a little bit like um, focused, like in a, in a kind of spiritual way. It makes me feel like I'm a genius, you know, for like right, a right, little yeah. while there. You feel yeah. like you've like uh, you, you've unlocked stuff. Yeah, that you've never figured. Well, out. I think that that's really cool. You know, yeah. that's something. You know, say, for example, certain kinds of drugs induce like a meditative state. And that's good, you know, because I think that, you know, to have the patience, yeah. like for me, um, like poetics has a lot to do with like, if you're sort of going to take something and like twist it and like turn it and modulate yeah. it around, in, let's say two words, you're going to just like try 30 different combinations together before you find it's the right really, It's really good at thing. making connections between connections you didn't really see before. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's, it's, it yeah. really is conducive to that process. Yeah. And the thing is, honestly, you have to feel those things yeah. because, you know, like, uh, I think that, you know, somebody who's, let's say, just, you know, trying to be like a magnet poetry person, you know, flips through a bunch of things with a rhyming dictionary. That's not the same thing as somebody who's deeply in a meditative state flipping through like 30 different words till they find something that is like unlocks like an actual beauty that's real. I mean, you know, so I think that that's that's like a kind of um, a totally different thing, you know. And so I think like um, so much honestly to me of this whole thing with artwork that gets distracted from by is that the really the thing has to do with feelings Mm. and it sounds so stupid but it's really about like ultimately the reason why you make something is because you feel it really strong well on the surface level it's it's some kind of like it's like an aesthetic connection right i mean like when you're writing a song it's like these on a very base level it's like those things sound right well you know but yeah but at the same time you know like there's people like okay like you know, um, I think it was I was reading some interview with like Harmony Corinne yeah. uh, a long time ago, and he said something like, "Oh, you know, uh, style is a uh, uh, substance is style." And I think that there is something to it. I mean, ultimately, yeah. if you do come up with something cool, you know, it just has a style of its own. Yeah, I mean, do, do you find that you're when when you're doing that that free association, like you, you put an put an album out, and I, I assume you're not like sitting around listening to music, but if you go back and like listen to a song or like perform it again, you you must be discovering connections that you yeah. never saw in the first place. Um, yeah, like I, I think um, uh, that I am uh, figuring out over the course of like maybe you know many months what I'm actually writing about. Mm. You know, um, yeah, like uh, sometimes I'll just write directives to myself. You know, it could be like, write so-and-so and tell them this. <laughs> you know, it could be like direct orders to myself. Yeah, like a to-do you know? list. Yeah, but then yeah. sometimes it's like, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's things that are, are like lodged more deeply. And I think that, you know, like a lot of more embarrassing places are where artwork is hiding. You kind of like fleece it out of this sort of like dark, places that are feel like somewhat somewhat like awkward or weird you know and that's you become kind of a little bit addicted to like a personal sense of danger of you know intruding your own space making an ass of yourself yeah and that i mean i certainly have been the victim of that i mean been the beneficiary i don't know yeah i mean i feel like i was been dead set to embarrass myself since um i've been starting out you know and like uh there's been uh I, you know, I think that that idea of like I can't be embarrassed enough is something that kind of inspires me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Do you, or, or you know, you find that like when, 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 you know, like you're in a certain place and you're working on a certain set of songs that turns into an album that there are, end up being these overarching themes between them? Uh, or is it just kind of a set of songs at the time? Well, yeah, well, there ends up being that anyway. I mean, you know, the thing is that, I'm like, well, like here, you know, you here's, were. okay, I'll give you a bigger yeah. example. It's like, like, let's say, okay, when I started out to make the script, mm-hmm. you know, I had all these ideas of, um, you know, it's going to be like this kind of Kabbalistic thing. I'm going to base it on the sort of like I was reading these two books about the tarot. I read this kind of like cool book about Jungian analysis of the tarot. And I was like, I'm going to use all this stuff in Aladdin. Like, you know, um, and I did try to do that. Yeah. And then like I think when I stopped doing that is when it actually really worked. Yeah. You know, and I think that's pretty like grandiose. Yeah, ideas. Like I think you have ideas, you know, like you can, yeah. you know, I can say, you know, I'm going to make a symphony. It's going to be like Beethoven like. And then, you know, maybe like when I stop that, then I can actually write something that's actually but really common. But it's comp- not a failure that, you know, that it's... Well, I'm saying that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think that if I, if I, if I just know, may- maybe the, those ideas that we yeah. have are more like code for like, it's going to be really cool. Sure. Or, you know I mean, I mean? But it's a starting point, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, you need, you need to like, I, I like assume like, the, like when you sit down in front of a, you know, the, the computer or typewriter or whatever, like you need to sort of have some sort of vague idea of where you're going right yeah. you need to know at least you need to know Aladdin yeah well you know yeah you, ha- you have to know Aladdin you, you you can't be okay you don't no one has to know Aladdin but me but the fact is that I think when you go into doing these projects you know yeah. whatever if it's like a project you know yeah you have to really be familiar with what you're doing and yeah. that's part of but you you will become that anyway as an interested person trying to do something you're going to gather a bunch of information about but you need but you sort you know? of need like I don't know maybe you don't work this way but like I, I would think that you would need to like okay this is a two hour period where I'm going to sit in front of a screen and type something it's like okay well here's kind of some sort of parameter mm-hmm. it's not just I'm just going to you know yeah well, you know, but, you know but, but, but I think I don't do that okay. and I, th- I think when I actually go to actually do the actual stuff i don't have the parameter and that that makes me feel really good i like to have one blind eye towards what i'm doing all the time it makes me feel good about it i want like a little bit of mystery like i want some wizard of oz behind the curtain i want to i want i want to be approaching something that is beyond myself in my own mind is the wrong word but it's sort of like that like that extra kramer what did you say kramer no no parameter oh (laughs) no i know exactly i was thinking it was hilarious actually because we (laughs) i actually was thinking that kramer works that way yeah is i think part of the reason why he gets he got into that trouble is i, I always thought it was a really interesting th- yeah. that whole thing with him yeah. is the way that he explained his whole outburst is he's like well my method is that i don't know what i'm saying yeah. when i'm saying it yeah and i actually believe that about him yeah. that's probably how he does kramer but oh you mean michael richards playing kramer right you yeah. know is that like that's part yeah. of his performance aspect is yeah. he just says stuff yeah he, you he know is. what i mean so so when he had a horrible night yeah he said crazy stuff well yeah, that right? it backfired. Yeah, so I, but I think it's kind of interesting that then <laughs> yeah. his explanation, I think, yeah. was actually too abstract for the general public because they were like, yeah. "What do you mean you work that way?" Yeah, because they didn't even. I don't think that they would understand that his process of working that way. But yeah. I thought I don't know. It's, I just thought it was an interesting thing. He's. I think he was probably being honest and saying that he works that way. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like you know, like he was channeling. He like that yeah. stuff was coming from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Was he problem, was ha- right? he was having like yeah he's having a horrible emotional place. Yeah, and he was working as a free associator yeah. from it. Yeah, but uh, but I, well, I guess what I'm saying is that that, that maybe parameters the the wrong word. Like maybe it's more something like you know that kind of that classic exercise in creative writing class where um, you know you, you can't just tell somebody okay well sit down and write a story but it's like okay well here's your word like or here's like something like you need some sort of starting point. When you sit down, you need like a word or an idea, a place to start from. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, you know, I think for me, like I have, like you know, let's say, like 
started to see the symbols as like you know whatever yeah. like you know we were talking about you know I think my instinct when I'm going at taking like a bunch of abstract symbols is like um to twist them and distort them in some way and like um I was thinking that like I guess like it almost felt like Aladdin goes into a cave and he finds like like a penis yeah and the penis yeah uh it's a particularly phallic lamp in the trailer right yeah well you know i i felt like he he finds it and then it enables him to become an adult yeah you know and and i thought that that's kind of like what i'm seeing here because uh the genie and genesis and like genius and all these words they they kind of like all sounded like birth words sure they all sounded like yeah he's having a baby out of this lamp he's you know it's there's like sperm coming out of this thing. It's um I'm um, thinking of uh, Shazam, like you know Captain Marvel, like he walks in the cave and like he's he's a yeah. superhero. You know, but you know, and honestly, you yeah. know, if uh, like you can look at it in a different way, you know, yeah. if you if you were going to make the movie a different way, you could look at it as a female, you know, and like the, the the lamp could be like her clitoris or something because you know Christina Aguilera has that song about the genie in the bottle, you know. But I don't want to be too on the nose about it, but I, I can't help it at this point because you were saying earlier, like. You started off your 30 and, you know, now you're 34. Yeah. Now you're 34 and now you're an adult and now you have a kid and you spent, you know, four years in the wilderness working on this thing. I mean, the, Dude, the you, you know, analogy is pretty clear, right? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I wasn't writing about nothing. You yeah. Know? I mean, the thing is, like, you know, I was working it out for myself, you know, and like I think that um, as far as, um, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, oh, I was going to say that a. Uh, the uh oh shit i forgot oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but so, you yeah. walked into the cave and you came out and you're an adult yeah like i mean i, I think that i oh i was gonna say is that the, the funny thing about it yeah is that to be to make aladdin you know at least to be in charge of making the movie aladdin and and in my case playing aladdin uh it was funny that although i had to cast a genie like i actually had to be the genie because like I had to make all this stuff. What I'm saying, like the thing about Aladdin is that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to, just to, I thought I think it's just funny. I don't know if this will be funny to people that are listening, but just that it's like in order for it to be an impressive version of Aladdin, there has to be a lot of stuff that the lamp makes. Like it's not like it's when the lamp makes a lot of stuff that people are like, Oh cool. It's magic. It's a lamp. So, to make Aladdin, you have to actually be a genie and you have to make like, you know, t- sure. 50 times as much stuff sure. as everyone thinks yeah. that is supposed to be made yeah. so that they can feel like satisfied that they saw Aladdin. So it's actually funny that the burden was actually like in mind to be the genie. And I feel like there's a there's a Rimbaud uh, poem called Genie um, that's part of the Illuminations. I, re- I really have always really loved. And um, um, uh, it, it says that the genie was the prince and the prince was the genie. Or you know, uh, and I think that you know that there is a truth in that. I'm sorry, I, I just realized that I don't think it's actually the genie poem of Rimbaud. It's it's something. It's a poem of Rimbaud, but it's not called that. But um, anyways, um, yeah. but just to, yeah, the, the genie and the prince are the same, you sure. know. And the the genie is the part of Aladdin that helps him, you know, become like an adult person. Um, you it's know, because uh, like in the in the Disney cartoon, he's the it, right? I mean, right? Yeah, he yeah. He is a creator, but he's also like the. Um, he's like acting out and he's like the big like cartoon right 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 yeah i mean i think that the thing is that aladdin needs like an id i guess and he finds it in the genie and then you know 
he feels like it's a genie, but actually yeah. it's him the whole time, you know, because the princess loves him. She yeah. doesn't love yeah. the genie. You or know? the stuff that the genie is yeah. making. You know, now the thing is that there's a way that you can flip that, which is what I tried to make in my movie, which you'll see. Because, like, I think that there's... I, I try to make a more complex interpretation of it. When, when was it clear that you needed to play both parts? Um... Well, I didn't play the genie. Oh, I thought you were saying you played the genie. No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I actually, I. The oh, genie. you may you just play the genie in the creation of of the. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the, no, I no, no, okay. I'm, no, 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 sorry, no, sorry, no. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, I just meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just should have okay. made it clear. Yeah. So basically, all I meant is that it's funny that as much as in the movie I had to act like I was getting a bunch of cool free stuff made for me, yeah. Yeah. I actually had to be like in charge of, yeah. you know, making all of the stuff, you know, and like um, uh, what I, you know, yeah, even yeah. though I had a really big team that helped me, you know. I still had to make a lot of this stuff. And I also had to paint all of the black lines to make sure that it looked like my artwork. That was really important to me is I wanted it to look like my drawings. I, I, you um, know, and I think the confusion was, I mean, you know, not only the, the, the use of the word genie, but also like, um, like we, you know, that the genie in the, I mean, because, you know, it makes, it makes a lot of sense on the face of it that the genie is actually an aspect of the yeah. character, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, that that's kind of like what they're saying in the in the story is that I mean, it's like, an allegory for whatever. Yeah, and the but the genie is a symbolic part. He's like it's like Tyler Durden, right? Yeah, exactly. you know he's <laughs> yeah, like you know, and, and, yeah. and but so in my movie, like I cast the genie as the painter Francesco Clemente, who's like a legendary yeah. New York painter. Yeah, and like uh, I did not know him. Yeah, and I had to go to his studio and convince huh. him to be the genie. The, the genie, so the genie is kind of like a father figure in, in, a, in a way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Why, why, so he, it's, he sounds like one of the, I mean, in a lot of these cases, these were like friends of yours or people you knew from around. Why did he have to be the one playing that part? Well, he's I mean. he's not an actor, right? He's not an actor. I mean, I was looking for people that looked genie-like, that were <laughs> genie-like. Okay. And, you know, I went through a few different ideas and he seemed like. I don't know. We were on an airplane, me and Yaz. We were like, you know, Francesco Clemente yeah. is really a lot like a genie. You know, I yeah. don't know. Kind of just popped into our heads and we were like... Well, he's a... I mean, he, he, he makes stuff. You know, he's a creator. He brings... He, he, he uh, manifests things yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. And so we were like, you know, he seems like... Yeah. He'd be good. And then uh, Alia, Alia Shawkat, yeah. who plays uh, Aladdin's sister Emily in the movie, she knew him. And so she sent me to his studio. So yeah, so I went to his studio and I... I brought like the storyboards. I, I convinced him to be the genie. I want like I, I, I don't want to get too much into the minutia of it, but like I kind of also want to know like what that process is. Like, okay, I don't know this guy. He's a painter. He may have never even acted before. Like, how do yeah. you convince somebody to to act in your movie? Well, you know, a good sign was that he wanted to have the meeting in the okay. first place. So that was yeah. cool. I mean, I didn't really realize that, that at the time that that meant something. But sure. so then I went to his studio because it's kind of like a crazy ask, right? Yeah, it was a weird. Yeah, so so the fact that he had me over apparently yeah. was was a was a big deal. Sure. But so I didn't know that. I came to his studio. Yeah. He was the only one there. It was a huge studio. It's like one of those kind of Soho studios with like you know forty foot ceilings yeah. and the paintings are like twenty feet. Wow. You know, it was like it was just and it was dark. And uh, he brought me over this little couch, and uh, you know we were talking a little bit and. I showed him the storyboards and he's very quiet, you know, and mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, 10 minutes into yeah. showing him the storyboards, he laughed for like a second. And I was like, oh shit, he laughed, you know, but That's you, up good. till then you're like, this yeah, is, yeah, this is not I didn't know, well. you know, and so then, yeah. so then we got to the end of the storyboards. I told him the whole story of the movie and then he was like, well, what would I say? And then I, 
we read through all the lines you know yeah. all the genie lines and he was like oh yeah, this sounds like something i would say i was like cool huh. so then i just got the hell out of there i was just like i gotta get out of here maybe i'm like you know overstaying my welcome don't here. say anything else because anything you say so is, so i was i yeah. went to the elevator and and as the elevator door was closing he's like i will be your genie <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> it was cool do you, you so um, had you had you watched any interviews with him or did you just know his art uh and well, I knew his art. Yeah, I actually learned how to draw looking at his art. But it's so it's such an interesting thing for somebody to say to you like this is the thing I would say even though like you like hadn't heard him talk, you had just seen his paintings. Well, it was really interesting for me to talk to him. Um I, I just was like uh and he's also the kind of person that says interesting things when you talk to them. I yeah. mean, you know, but you like, never like you, you don't he's know generous what, with that, you know. But you never you don't know what artists are going to be like based on their work. Like oftentimes they're completely different than you think they're going to be, but it sounds like you kind of hit it right on well, the Well, you know head. what was funny is like some aspects of him is like wow, you know, like uh you know uh uh you know you you know like in a way like I feel like wow, you know, you just are the genie, you know. I can't I can't even compete, you know. Yeah. You know, your whole life is incredible, you yeah. know. And then other aspects, he'd say stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I really relate to that, you yeah. know. I could see, like, just almost like the same kind of, you know, I felt similar to him and then different from him. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it felt, like, cool. Like, I felt like, on one hand, I could, like, go into the frame of mind of just being, like, you, you, you know, like, infinitely awed by this guy. And then on the other end, I could just be, like... I found him to be accessible and kind of like I felt like you know I could relate to him in a normal way. Is it like is it un unhelpful to at any point in the process? Because I'm like I'm like picturing like okay, so you 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 bring him on board and then like you know the 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 um like curtain call or whatever you call it like this you know it's it's time to actually shoot and you bring him there and like you know he comes to the studio it's you like you know kind of like a bunch of like you know 20 30 somethings mm -hmm. and they've made paper mache and he and he and and he gets there and i'm just wondering like if it's is it at any point in the process do you kind of like look around and go this is like this is a crazy thing or do you or is it like is it like fairy dust do you have to constantly believe this is a thing that makes sense and is going to work uh well you know he first of all was the most cooperative person to work okay. with ever you yeah. know he just was like yeah he came on time he was uh super patient he like uh knew all his lines he he you know we made all these different plans of like these random dates over the summer and he he wrote them all on his calendar like very old-fashioned kept yeah. them all yeah he was uh really amazing to work with um and you know and as far as his interest in like everyone on set was high yeah he like talked with everybody made a bunch of friends with people he was very like um just uh i don't know just i guess the opposite of you know whatever you could sure. think would be bad you know he just was like uh completely of what you think like a fine artist might be or yeah he just he yeah. was like uh you know like he'd find the musicians and like ask them hey can you make me a like a playlist of, yeah. of music or he'd like you know he'd find out like information about what people were into and he just was interested in yeah. everything but but you know I mean, it was actually like kind of like when you when you when you actually think about being old you're like oh shit I would really love to I be like that when I'm older that, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like you know there's 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 a part of me that that's always kind of like self defeating when I'm like making things and I could sort of see myself like getting there and just at one point being like this 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 can't we can't pull this off do you, and do you have to constantly believe that the thing is going to work for it to work yes I think so I mean. Well, you know, one thing that kind of empowers me going through like these kind of bigger ideas is that knowing that you can sort of change it if you don't, you can sort of, yeah, like you can reconfigure like 
I don't know if you've ever had the experience of, you know, like, for example, okay, like I can make a drawing that's kind of so-so, but then I can kind of, like, go back to it a few few days later with Yeah, but with a drawing paint. and movie are very different. Yeah, well, you know, I, di- I did think about it a little bit, like, you know, if I just thought to myself, and this actually didn't end up coming into play, so this isn't yeah. actually something that I needed to, but I, I would comfort myself thinking, well, you know, I can always just figure out a different you know thing that this scene is like you know for example i could overdub different lines that these people said or i can make this different i don't know if i don't get the Mm -hmm. shot i'll just figure out a different thing that happened in the movie or i don't know i would just think to myself i'll just i'll just work with whatever i have at the end you know i'm getting lots of good things and i'm just gonna i'm gonna you know yeah so i would i would think um that way about it i mean we we try you can't get defeatist about it because yeah yeah definitely if you think that it's going to be bad it's it's pretty rough. Um, you you also, I mean, especially when you're working around so many creative and talented people, you have to really be open to the idea that things are going to change because they're going to be introducing a lot of interesting stuff, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, uh, well, you know, things. A lot of the characters that people were doing, there's stuff that um, I had. We kind of had like developed around each other. You know, for example, um, uh, Jack Dishel does uh, Uncle Gary, and Uncle Gary has this old man voice. And I was saying that that's one of the guys that he would do in the in, in Moldy Peaches. So yeah. I was like, okay, you're going to be the old man, you know, or a variation of him. And so you know, we have command of the character together. We know like kind of like what the old man should be like. And so you know, him more than me, but yeah. but but I, it's not like a, a strange territory. And you know, even the character of the Sultan that he decided would be the sort of pan-European guy from nowhere. And I love that character. I, that's something we've been discussing for years, that kind of identity, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, ever since we toured in Europe and you know, people would come into my bus, like, all drunk, and, like, you just have no idea. There's nothing like a drunk, really entitled person who has a very bad grasp of English yeah. on your bus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But but like so, okay so that's something that like you know that's something that feeds into the creation of the script that's a character that like exists before this this, this starts but like but then you get you know then you get fucking Macaulay Culkin or you get like Natasha right Lee, right like, you get like okay real actors well you know now now, now Macaulay Culkin is like some okay. also okay Macaulay Culkin uh, Alia yeah uh, you know. Uh, uh, Natasha, Natasha. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I'm sorry for the people who are just tuning in yeah, so, yeah. You know, Macaulay Culkin it's a podcast it's okay, fine sorry, <laughs> whatever Macaulay Culkin yeah. Alia Shawkat yeah. Natasha Leone yeah. um, those people are like they're, su- they're such good actors that yeah. I really I-, I didn't really like tell them what to do yeah. I mean like I-, I knew that they would be able yeah. to do it so but their I mean like you know their character had to be different from the character that you put down on paper right I mean sure yeah yeah well own. you know I, I was better I mean is what yeah. it was I mean yeah. like like I mean I think I things I see I see the Aladdin world is taking place it's called it takes place in a town in the movie it's called regular town and uh I kind of saw regular town as like a mix in between like the Jodorowsky universe mm-hmm. and South Park okay you know um yeah and, and so it has an element where it's like, okay, well, you know, Emily is a bit of a Lisa Simpson or like, I don't know. And I, and I, I, do, yeah. I did feel that way. Like, I actually feel like that there's like kind of a really like an elegance to like that kind of like satirical, fast paced thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think of it as an art form. You know, you can, for example, the new season of South Park is incredible. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, there's a show called Xavier Renegade Angel on the Cartoon Network yeah, that I yeah. think is like yeah. pure art, you know, yeah. and... um but but there's a if you look back at 
there's like these plays called the Ubu plays. Hmm. Ubu Roy, for mm-hmm. example, by Alfred yeah. Jari. I mean, if you read that, Para it's... Ubu. Dude, Perry Ubu is <laughs> yeah. just, it's very much like an episode of, of South Park. Yeah. Um, well, that, and that's, you know, that's uh, the other thing, too. I mean, like, was, we were talking about when people were first seeing the, 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 the new trailer and realizing not only that, like, that it's a movie, but also that it's funny. And that's, 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 that's kind of always been an interesting thing around your music is, like, um, you know, it, it sort of takes a while. Like, like, from the moldy pages up through, like, just, I think, everything, maybe except for the most recent album, but it's, like... Not quite sure how seriously he's taking himself. Like these are funny things that he's yeah. saying, but like, well, you know, there's just different aspects of how serious that yeah. they are. You know, it's like I, th- I think I was t- telling people that they're medium serious. I actually had a yeah a press release at one point said, you know, I'm medium serious about my music. Yeah, and it really bit me in the ass because people were like, oh, this guy doesn't even mean it, man. But but, <laughs> but it's like but like um, like you know like like I was I, you know like like. Like bluebirds, right? Like, it's but that's like, not I don't what, go yeah. out for lunch. I don't go out for cunts. It's like, but that's yeah. That's not what I meant. Like, what, what I meant is like, I'm actually yeah. trying to do something where I'm 100 percent going in the direction of like, you know, uh, a- actual like uh, distinct, uh, you know, a- access thoughts that yeah. are like 100 percent sincere, and I'm mixing them with you know uh, other like you know more absurd or, or comical thoughts. That are, I'm, I'm like lacing them together to make you know sure. it more uh, like palatable and not like a, a session it's like, of. But it's like it's like a work uh, and you're taking it seriously. But it's like it's okay if somebody laughs at the line about going out for cunts. Exactly because the thing is because you know because ultimately I'm trying to like you know I'm trying to see as an actual situation where I'm like you know I'm performing for people yeah. you know and like I, I I'm not doing like a Spalding Gray play you know like yeah. a, you know and it's just different you know so I just think um like. Uh, I mean that is kind of what being a musician is like. It's like doing a you know one man monologue show. You know, and, and you never know. I mean, you never know. Like obviously, like when you're making it, how it's going to be, how it's going to exist in the world. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm sorry, this is like I'm, it's not the same album, but like I'm starting to see this parallel between like between this movie and the Jessica Simpson song, where mm-hmm. it's like um, the audience that consumes it will kind of completely change the way it exists in the world because like. You know, I was, I was I was I was looking up a little bit. I was like checking out some of the coverage of the movie between the Kickstarter and the original right, trailer, right. and it's like, oh well, EW like Entertainment Week is writing about it because like you know like Coley Culkin, like these serious right. actors are in it. So, you know, it's you've got to be thinking at this point when you're getting, when you're getting close to like finishing post production and it's going to be out in the world, like how this thing is going to exist in the world. I mean, it's going to be really weird to see people who are coming on board because of you know the 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 actors that they know right like how right. they're going to relate to this thing because it's it's such a strange thing yeah i mean i don't know i mean i guess i think that on one hand the movie is kind of like bit for freaks and stuff you know it's kind of like um yeah. uh, you know i i really i don't know what um you, you know I, in a way i was thinking like um it's it's kind of a unique opportunity for me for me to make um to actually construct the world that in yeah. which my songs exist in oh interesting you know because um a lot of those ideas let's say um uh, princess or chubby princess is a song I have on my old albums or princess bed yeah. uh, friends of mine or a lot yeah. of things talk about this princess character now we can see her you know now okay. um, interesting for yeah. example like a song like mozzarella swastikas on um, Garfield yeah has a song, line about the baseball diamond miners baseball diamond miners now they're a whole class of people in this movie huh. mining baseball diamonds you know so we have like drawings of things that I'm t- singing about so now people can see I think the world that my, my songs exist in and actually I, I think that it's almost 
kind of, I think, is maybe more clear to me that I think a lot in cartoons. But like, but like, you know, like Garfield was what, like, like what, twelve, fifteen years ago or something? Yeah, yeah, like twelve years ago, and like. You know, and 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 that line in there, which sounds like a free association line, it's not like that version of that idea. You weren't thinking about them as they exist now in this movie, were you? Well, I mean, to some degree, you know, yeah. because because um, uh, you know, I hadn't drawn it yet, but I mean, I, hmm. I mean, I think that the reason why I'm committing these ideas into my songs is because like I'm seeing, yeah, you know, this amount of a spark in those ideas. So yeah. like, I want to like have them as part of it and you know and a lot of it is like uh you know um for example like i wrote a some some uh, a, a book uh, of poems um that came out around 10 years ago and so i have the characters bagel heart miss president in there they're actually in aladdin mm-hmm. and they're yeah. in the wrong ferrari so i think that like oh farmer dave for example well he's actually a real guy but he's become a character yeah. in these movies and um yeah, so I, I think Beachwood Sparks Farmer. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Farmer Dave originally I was exposed to Farmer Dave because I was at Coachella. I sat down next to this guy. He said his name was Farmer Dave. Uh-huh. You know how could I ever forget it? No, absolutely. But no, I mean, I became friends with Farmer Dave yeah. after that. But but I, yeah, he's been part of um, he's been part of my um, character Rolodex ever since. Cause it's interesting because you know we're, we're we're like we're sitting in your like ostensibly your art studio and we're surrounded by all these all these drawings. And do, do you feel like like everything you create? whether it's a song or, or like these drawings or the movie, they all, they all kind of exist in the same nebulous world. Yeah. I, tr- I try to make it so, yeah. I mean, you know, because I try to like, um, I try to find the similarity in all of it. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I kind of feel like, uh, that, you know, even for artists that change styles a lot that like what, you know, what you could find, uh, the, the common thread in their work. That's what they actually are. That's like what their soul is. Yeah. So I try to like link it all together so that it's something like a, hanging off of a skeleton that's like my soul huh what's the purest form of is 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 it art or is it songs like what is like a what 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 cuts to the quick more well i don't know because i think that i found that um there was a way to do like a an alchemy in making movies especially because yeah. and I, I really got this into movie these is, is sort of the 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 kind of the compromise between the two right yeah i think so because I, I i kind of also yeah. found that like um uh you know uh there was a almost like a kind of um uh i i was really into these sculptures by uh, jean de buffet that i saw in um in the pompidou uh there's a room of his sculptures and uh he makes these ones uh they look almost like drawings of sculptures hmm. they're, they're i think they're made out of like epoxy resin or something yeah. it looks kind of like paper mache yeah. i think at the time i thought they're made out of paper mache and, like two and a half dimensions. Yeah, and or, plus they have big, thick black lines, and they look okay, like they yeah. look like drawings. And I was thinking, like, wow, this is really special because if you take a picture of this, it looks like a three dimensional drawing yeah. and like a cartoon. And and so so that kind of got my yeah. my uh, imagination rolling. Uh, also, there's an artist called Red Grooms. That's like a New York artist. He made a lot of three dimensional stuff, and it was like publicly displayed a lot when I was a kid. Um, for example, at the planetarium near my hometown, or like they had a, a show of his at the Whitney. Yeah. And I remember walking inside of Red Grooms' art. There was actually a bus that was in Grand Central Station. You could go into the bus. It was a full-size bus. And so I remember just being like, this is incredible. Yeah. He would work in paper mache as well. And I remember thinking like, you know, these are like the kind of people that I want to be like when so, I grow so up. So it's or that, and then it's Pee-wee's Playhouse, and then it's that the, the Nickelodeon video game show. And it's just like... This is as close as you get to just walking into a painting. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, so that idea of so, so now you know, 
looking at film like that, you know, which is, yeah, which is actually not. I, I think like well, you know, most people don't look at film like that. They look at film as a chance to capture reality. Like in fact, there was, um, or I wouldn't say reality, but something that's kind of based on reality, like a, you know, the yeah. the, the, the full um, one of the one of the full uh, extents of it is Dogma ninety five, yeah, yeah, yeah. where like they actually yeah, have yeah. preconditions saying, you know, you can't even put a prop in here you have to find a place that looks exactly like what no you want and no music you know so for this but it's also you, even like star wars it's like it's like you know it's like okay well these are like fantasy creatures but they have to look as real as possible right right, right. yeah okay okay that's interesting too right yeah. it, it can't look like a bunch of cartoons flying around it's like if you know people get pulled out of it if mm-hmm. everything doesn't look as real as possible right okay so so in this case this is the opposite of that so mm-hmm. basically i'm saying yeah. This is going to be the most fabricated yeah. environment of all time that you yeah. can get. It's like every single thing is going to look like my drawings. Every yeah. single sound you hear is going to be recorded in a studio. Yeah. And every single song and musical piece is, is a composed piece that's been specifically composed yeah. by me. So it's sort of a alchemical version to, uh, to mix writing, uh, music, visual art together to form you know what I'm thinking of is like a you know a pure version of like an art form that I, I want to be part of. You know, um, so it's kind of like um, a, an 80 minute sculpture or something. Yeah, you know? but but you know if it'll be successful if you can have this clearly fabricated thing, but you can take them out of that enough that they are not really paying attention to the fact that yeah, you know that yeah yeah I mean well, they're, they're, they're transfixed enough that it doesn't matter well yeah you, well, you ha- yeah, again you, you have to like make sure that the people don't get taken out of it at all that's yeah. one of the funny things about it is yeah. um, um, but it's like you go to a play it's like you know the, the play is successful if you don't if you if you forget that you're sitting in an audience and then there's curtains and stuff yes like that's when a play is successful yeah I agree yeah but you don't you don't feel like that's quite the case here like no i do think so i I, yeah i think it's the case i mean i think that i think that i think that um the idea is to have people feel like no that world was real it just was made out of cardboard you know like for example with kermit the frog you know yeah it's like he's kermit is real and he feels like felt you know there's a guy you know there's a guy yeah you you know what i mean but i'm saying it's it's different than the computer thing because 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 you you can touch kermit and he feels like felt his skin is made of felt but it's real yeah you know what i mean so when you watch the muppets you're you're not like so much i mean obviously it's yeah it's as you were saying like a huge part of the puppeteering expertise of everyone that you actually don't get taken out of it but but you know but you do feel like these things are real they're objects you know and and i think it's uh it's just a huge thing i mean i i don't know maybe someday they'll i don't know if they would ever want to but you could make this on a computer i don't know but um actually that's actually a side note that i should mention is that this man named tom bain did spend like basically a year doing all these computer effects after yeah the, i saw this some like like lightning and dude yeah. he um he's an incredible yeah. like he, he he actually worked on the show venture brothers oh uh doing like the animatics which are like these sort yeah, of yeah. um it's like storyboard exactly yeah. and so he he started to do this movie and i think none of us knew how much special effects yeah. it would be and every time he'd do something it was like oh we could have more which would be, would just be better if we had more so because i thought when we shot the movie i was like the funny thing about this movie is that we made everything out of cardboard and paper so there's actually no effects almost yeah. you know because we made everything already but that wasn't the case when you sat down when you had that original idea when you had that sort of like vision now that it's complete or close to complete how how close is it at the end of the day to what you were originally picturing? uh well i mean I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it it is what I was picturing. Yeah. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, there's 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 some differences. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, uh, 
different people like that couldn't make cast members yeah. couldn't make it you but know? i'm talking like really abstractly when you're like this is the like this is a crazy idea i have in my head of uh, this world yeah well i think in certain ways you know some of it is better than what i thought because yeah. i i i don't think that I think there's a, a big difference between like actually thinking of it and then actually having actually made sure. it. So I, I think that in some ways it's, it's uh, it, it, that it's better than I, than I thought it was yeah. going to be. And I don't really know. I mean, I haven't had a chance to be like enormously critical about it because I'm just really excited about yeah. it. You know, when, when, when's it out? Um, I think it's going to come out in in uh, like April or May. Right. Um, you know, uh, I'm uh, and I'm going to go on tour with uh, yeah. a band to do it. Like like we're gonna have like we're gonna dress like Aladdin and I'm gonna dress like Aladdin. I'm gonna make paint a backdrop. I'm gonna do like a a thing where I have um where um you I want to try to play the movie maybe before the concert and then um then kind of you know do a sweaty kind of concert after with my band yeah. So I think that would be really fun, and then uh, can you play the lamp? It looks like a like a like a yeah that would be cool. Yeah, I mean actually the kind of thing is I feel like the cool thing about announcing an aladdin tour is that i don't know what it will be i mean for all i know it can end up with like everyone in the audience making paper mache and bringing on stage i don't know i mean i i i think it could be a lot of things like it could be a bit of a circus like i've been talking with some of the cast about coming uh, along on the tour like for different shows and it could be like every night maybe there's a different thing that happens is it it gonna play in theaters too or Uh, yeah i think it'll play in theaters but um i think more than anything, it'll play like limited theaters, like in yeah. independent. As I go through towns, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. do. I want to do like a Q and A. I mean, I kind of like the idea of being there and yeah. showing it and sort of like bringing it to people like that way. Um, it's a kind of a unique opportunity as a musician to, um, you know, to come to yeah. people's towns and you know, and to um, you know, I, I think like a lot of people make a movie, they can't go on tour really, sure. yeah. so. But I mean, you know, the thing is also, I'm just excited to play the, you know, I, I didn't even talk about the album, but like I recorded it in LA yeah. um, and I recorded it with uh, Rodrigo Amarante from Little Joy. Uh, he, and you know, he's also uh, an incredible solo hmm. artist. Uh, Rodrigo's like, uh, he's put out a new record uh, uh, called Cavallo. That's like incredible. Yeah. Um, he actually played a show in New York last year uh, at Rockwood. That was one of the best concerts I've uh, ever seen in my life. Yeah. But um, so he played guitar on the record, and Stella Mazgawa from Warpaint played uh, drums. She's the drummer of Warpaint, and she's like, I think one of the coolest drummers yeah. that's playing right now. Uh, she's like, uh, I don't know if you watch Warpaint live. Yeah, you, yeah. she's really hard to take your eyes off yeah. of because she's sort of like holding the whole thing down, and she's very charismatic. Um, and she's anyway, she plays really, really, really amazingly on this record. Um, and then Joe Steinbrick, uh, who played bass, and he's sort of he's been playing on my last few records and he's um he actually plays in devendra banhart's band oh, wow. um yeah. but joe is Devendra's a huge fan in the movie, right? devendra's in yeah. the movie yes yeah. yes uh and devendra uh, i was gonna say about joe is that he um plays bass kind of like herbie flowers like almost like um he plays like very serge gainsborgy he okay. makes my records sound very serge gainsborgy which is really fun like um, bossa nova almost yeah. yeah just very kind of like muted bass yeah. that's played very fast and I don't know, just kind of funky in a way. Like I've kind of been getting into this like folk funk sound uh, my last few albums. And yeah. I really like it. I mean, I just feel like, I mean, in the movie itself, I, I chose to have everyone wear um, bell bottoms, you know, because 
I don't know. I like to wear bell, to wear bell bottoms, but I, I truly actually believe that if everyone in the world wore uh, bell bottoms, that it would be a more groovy place that people would actually treat each other slightly better, you know, and that would be like 10% better the world. if just people would just wear bell bottoms. There you go, Adam Green. Somebody I've been wanting to interview for for quite some time now, and just haven't. The, the stars haven't haven't quite aligned, but uh, worked out really well this time. Uh, Adam has a new movie coming out. It's it's. Uh, I mean, you've heard the conversation. We spoke about it at length. It's an adaptation of Aladdin. Um, he showed me a bit of uh, a bit of footage in in his studio, and it's completely completely insane um so definitely check that out um highly recommend his music if, if you're a fan of uh of his work with the moldy peaches certainly check out all the solo stuff that he's done over the years uh really really love his stuff really enjoy that conversation really cool talking to him um in his his art studio just surrounded by by hundreds of paintings that he did uh thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that Thanks to Kip for setting that up. Uh, thanks to Brian, as always, for editing the show together. Thanks to you, the listener, for listening to the show. And, and if you have donated, thanks for doing that as well. If you have not, please consider doing so. You could find our, our Patreon link over on our Tumblr. That's riylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all of your RIYL-related information. If you have any feedback, it's riylcast at gmail. Dot com uh, like us on Facebook I think that's about all I got so uh, we've, we've got a lot of good shows lined up I've you know for the past couple of weeks I've I've done uh, about a half dozen interviews that I'm really really psyched to bring to you guys so stick around because we'll be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL. Mm-hmm.